Hi there, welcome back to the Millennial Mindspace podcast. Really excited for this episode and thank you for joining us. Really pumped to introduce our next guest on the show, Samantha Shedlock. How are you going? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, Thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. So uh, let's just get started. Um, I mean, you, you and I have known each other for not too long, maybe a couple of months, but uh, in that time, you've told me a little bit about your story and who you are, and I'm, I'm really excited to get to share that with, with our listeners. So tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you're up to at the moment. Um, so currently, I um, own a world-class lifestyle transformation centre in Mordialic, so um, in the health and wellness space with my husband, Aaron Shedlock. And yes, I am the better half. <laughs> um, we also um, have a bit of a retail line, um, some supplements, and we do um, some business coaching as well. Awesome. So basically crushing it. Uh, trying to, yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. So um, what, what sort of got you into that space of wanting to do coaching, wellness, mindfulness, all that sort of thing? Um, so I guess, um, gym for me has been my coping mechanism, um, for a very long time. So I think about 10 years ago, um, was when I decided to go down the personal training line and do my course, but I started training at about 16 ish, 15, 16 ish. Um, and yeah, I haven't stopped since then. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people train to kind of, you know, um, or they start training to kind of want to make changes to their lives, but it actually becomes more of like how good moving your body um, makes you feel mentally as well. Yeah. Not only just the physical side as well. Yeah, absolutely. It releases all the, the endorphins and the happy drugs going on in your brain. Exactly right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So tell us a, a little bit about the start of that journey. And, you know, you mentioned you sort of got started on, on this journey at about the age of 16. So tell us what, what prompted you to sort of start relying on the gym a little bit. Um, I guess uh, once I went to high school, so year seven and eight, it's, you know, I, I think most people can relate. It's like a big difference from going from primary school to high school and, um, but around that 15, 16 years of age, I just, I, I felt like um, I didn't know. I got lost who I was. Like I was always into sport and playing team sports and I was always like quite good at what I was doing. And then at, at going to like an all-girls school that was very competitive with sports, like I just lost myself completely, stopped playing sports. Um, um, I found myself like with my friendship group like I didn't know kind of I don't know I just found like I was in a bubble by myself and I was very alone um so I yeah I I joined a gym um and it just kept going from there and there and there developing um you know I started off walking on the treadmill and then um doing classes and then um now it's like strength training is my thing like there's nothing more powerful than um feeling strong um and and lifting weights um and challenging challenging yourself like every day doing that 
Yeah, absolutely. So it was during a time where, you know, you were, it was sort of a bit of a tumultuous time through high school and it was a bit of an escape for you. Yeah, definitely an escape. Um, I actually, like, I, I still try to work out what kind of triggered my time, like, at that 15, 16-year-old time frame. Like, I actually, I don't know, I, I, I all I can feel is lost and alone and trying to, like, fit into a world that wasn't me. Um, there was, like, no escape. Um, I don't, actually just had a memory on Facebook come up and I, like, put it out to the world how... Um, I was in such a dark place at that time and um, I, yeah, I think I was trying to just keep it all in um, but I eventually broke and opened up to my family and, um, but yeah, gym was definitely my outlet to kind of feel good, feel better, feel safe. Yeah, it mm. sort of give you that, that safe space where you felt like you belonged yeah, exactly right. Okay. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you mentioned that you were going through a bit of a, a dark time period during that that particular portion of your life. Tell us, um, you know, what you were sort of struggling with in terms of where your mindset was at during that time period and, and what was sort of going on for you that had you in that in that mind space. Um, yeah, I, hard to pinpoint one exact thing um I hated school like going to an all-girls school I always told my parents like I didn't want to go to an all-girls school um there's just no escape and I always grew up with males and hanging out with the boys in the street and our neighbors and stuff like that so there's like no escape you're stuck kind of thing um I just completely lost who I was at that time I met a, a guy and um that didn't work out and um, I think that kind of was involved in that kind of feeling of um, like dark space as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's really hard to pinpoint like what actually happened because it would just felt like everything in my life at that time was like crashing. Yeah. Um, I also have my dad that's kind of, uh, um, he's had depression like throughout his life as well and I could see some things that I'd grown up with um, from him starting me starting to be like him as well. So every thought was negative and um, not wanting to get out of bed every morning, like, you know, just laying in bed, just hoping that you didn't actually have to get up and face the world that day. Um, that was my mentality. That was my mindset. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So it's, you know, and, and that's, that's something that can be really difficult with, mental illness and depression and anxiety sometimes is that you know it can be really hard to find out what it was that triggered you or if even if anything did trigger you at all you know it might have mm. just you, you might just be in a bad way for a little while and and that's what makes it something that can be really hard to hard to treat and hard to identify so yeah exactly right you know, that that really I guess led to your feeling of isolation and and not fitting in with the people around you I suppose right yeah, and it didn't stop there, like from 16 till probably about 22, 23, whenever I met Aaron, like I was still in that mindset. Like I then kind of started, it, I didn't really realise at the time, but my coping mechanism was also like 
where I could at 16. Um, um, it was probably easier to access at like 18, 17, mm. 18, but I'd go out and drink on the weekend till like yeah. I would be sick. And like every time I'd go out, I would end up being like vomiting my lungs out. Like I just, that was my way of just kind of coping with what was going on around me. Yeah, just burying it all. Um, exactly right. Like I felt kind of probably good at the time, not um, being like, you know, um, yeah, I think it was like my cover for, um, yeah, that was definitely a coping mechanism now that I look at it because I'm like, it wasn't just going out and having fun. It was just like drink as much as you can so I don't have to think about what's actually really happening yeah, in okay. life right now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people yeah. can relate. I mean, I was really similar at that time. I wasn't going out. It's uh, I was just sitting at home drinking by myself. So I would just yeah. sit at home and drink to forget. And it's it can be mm-hmm. really dangerous because, I mean, not just how much alcohol you're consuming, but, you know, alcohol itself is a depressant and it just brings you lower exactly and then you're right. just bear, continuing to bury those feelings. And it, it can really lead to that that breaking point that you, you spoke about before. So tell us about your breaking point. How did you reach it and and how did that sort of eventuate and how did you deal with that and bring it to the people around you's attention? Um, so th- I feel like there's been multiple times where, so that 16 year old me was like reached out to mum and dad. Um, cause I was just a wreck, didn't want to go to school. Um, and then I was a bit like reckless at home as well with mum and I had an attitude and, um, would always be upset after school and so she ended up taking me to the doctors and he put me straight on um, antidepressants didn't even send me to a psychologist or anything like that Um, and they actually made me feel worse so after a couple of weeks I took myself off them Mm -hmm. which I know you're not meant to do that so that was one of my kind of like significant events like now that I look back, I'm like, why didn't they send me or why didn't the doctor suggest going to a psychologist or yeah. why do they just go straight for drugs to try to fix? Like it's such a Band-Aid solution to a problem. So mm. um, that was one thing that really stands out for me. And um, as I got older, like um, there'd been many occasions of like, like breakdowns and um like when I first met Aaron I was a mess um I don't know actually how he dealt with me um (laughs) for the first year year or so or year or two um it was more internal what was going on with me that I was pushing onto him as in like trust and not feeling good enough and all that kind of stuff so um it wasn't till I started working really hard on myself um internally um that i kind of had that breakthrough yeah of where i'm at now yeah yeah that makes sense yeah no absolutely it's take it's taken a long time to you know and there's still thoughts that always pop up now which i'm sure like it's never i don't think you're ever like cured or fixed or anything like you can always feel those thoughts coming back it's just it's like you have the power now to stop them coming yeah. back in yeah you learn to live with it and to manage it yeah yeah and the, the, you know i sort of uh i liken it to diabetes almost in the sense that it's not something that ever goes away it's always there but you can live a perfectly 
successful and fruitful life if you just know how to manage yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are, just like exactly anything, right. any physical ailment, there are triggers and warning signs that you have to look out for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. So that, you know, that the first couple of years, and, and I mean, I can relate, I put, I put Jenna through her fair share of shit in the first couple of years of our relationship. Um, but those first couple of years with you and Aaron, tell us a, a little bit about that in terms of how, um, how did you sort of come through what you were dealing with at the time and, and develop a more, uh, a healthier relationship with, with your husband now? Um, God, it feels like we've been together for like 20 years. It's only been like <laughs> eight or nine. Cause, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that first couple of years was just um, a trust thing. I, I, I just felt that he was going to find, well, I, I wasn't happy with him myself. So I just thought that he was going to find something better or um, like, yeah, I was just putting all my emotions onto him. Like, I, I, and I was pulling him down into my kind of dark hole with me. Um, so I think it was more like, if I don't sort my shit out, I'm going to lose like the best thing that's happened for me. And he supported me a hundred percent. I don't know if any, like, I think like with Jenna as well and Aaron, like they would have to be strong, certain strong people to be able to live um, and support people. Like, I'm not saying like you and me, but like, you know, a lot of people would probably just run away from that quite quickly. Whereas Aaron, Aaron's, um, had my back and supported me a hundred percent because he's such a positive person as well. Um, but yeah, it, it took time. It, um, it took a lot of time to kind of dive deep into kind of where my story of why this has happened and then how to kind of overcome that, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's really, yeah. Uh, it's really powerful for your own recovery when you have someone there that, that, loves you so much and wants to support you so strongly. I know it went a long way for me in my recovery as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even just like realizing who you're surrounding yourself with, like who's in your circle, who shouldn't be in your circle um, along the way and kind of surrounding yourself with those better people. Mm. Yeah, it's huge. Mm. The, the, you know, people I've found in my experience that those of us who do, struggle with with mental health from time to time tend to be very in tune to our environments and this is something i've spoken about previously is that when you're surrounded with negativity as someone who has struggled with mental health before it's super super easy to get dragged down into the negativity as well um, because you're already very in tune with your environment and your surroundings right yeah exactly right 100 percent agree with that one yeah yeah okay awesome and so you know, you, you, you've come a long way since then. And, and now you're on the other end, you're actually coaching others in, in terms of how to be healthy mentally and physically and, and encouraging others to, to reach the same level of, of happiness and fulfillment that you're at. So tell us um, a little bit about what you guys are doing with the Shedlock movement and, and how that's sort of working and how you're affecting lives. Um, well, I think for pers- like personally me is, um, you know, a lot of people come to train to lose weight, but is that actually the reason why they're coming to train? So going deeper, it, you know, a lot of people actually are suffering, but um, they don't know how to kind of 
come out and say it. So I guess if the, the for me personally, that's who I've been working with in the past um, to combine the training, nutrition and the mindset side and bring it bring that whole world together as one. A lot of people just look at the training and the nutrition, but they don't go deep into actually what's happening in that person's life. So personally, that's what I, I have been, um, especially last year um, with COVID and everything, that was a big um area for me that I covered with a lot of women um helping a lot of women come together and and creating like a really supportive group um with the shedlock movement me and Aaron the lifestyle facility as well like that is just bringing everything together like um it's not just about the training and nutrition again it's the mindset it's how to how to um you know, like with us, with business, like how to create um, or optimise people's lives in health, business and lifestyle and bring those worlds all together and know that you can have a blend of all of that, not just be too consumed in business because when we started business, like that's what happened to us. Um, a lot of people do go down that hole of just work, 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 but how can you combine looking after yourself um, and still have, an awesome life um and bring those mesh those worlds together um so no restricted diets like you know having fun having flexibility so it's really like we're creating a space for people to you know change their lives um not just for them but for the people around them as well if that makes sense yeah absolutely it's it sounds like it's a lot more than than just a gym right Yes, 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's a whole wellness centre, as you put it. Yeah, exactly right. Um, I I think it will be, I don't know, a lot of people probably overkill this, but it's like one of it, like it's, a, it, it, I don't know anyone that's doing this right now. People mm. just come to train and, and, you know, you need to de- go deeper into what's actually going on. You know, if they do want to achieve a result and can't achieve a result, why can't they achieve that result? Because there's like something stopping them from getting there. So with it's like if it's self-doubt or self-worth, like, you know, like what, how can we overcome that factor to kind of get people to achieve what they want to achieve? Yeah. Um, And, you know, like everyone's got something going on in their life. So creating a safe space for people to come in and be able to know that we're here for them for that side of things as well. Yeah. And so you've got the the wellness center at the moment. I think last time we spoke, you've got the one side at the moment and you're looking to, to open another one soon, right? Correct. Yes. It's coming. Okay. So where's the, where's the first (laughs) one located at currently? Uh, we're in Wadi Alec. Okay. Um, so, yeah, not, well, I'm not really, I won't tell you where the next one will be, but we've got a few places that we're looking at. Um, awesome. But the idea is to have them all kind of owned by us. So our methodology is running through all of them. Yeah. Yeah. You want to make sure that, you know, if you franchise it, you sort of lose a little bit of control, but if they're all owned by you, you can make sure that everyone's getting treated the right way. Thanks. Exactly right. With the shedlock mindset. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. So you've got that going at the moment. How long have you guys been been working with that and running that now? 
Um, so me and Aaron have been in the health and fitness industry for over two decades or just under two decades now combined. Um, we've helped like thousands and thousands of people all, all over um, Victoria. Um, so it kind of did start out as a hobby for myself. I was always working full time. Aaron did it full time when I met him, but he was this is one of the reasons as well where we've gone, you know, combining health business and lifestyle. Um, he was doing 70 hours a week um, training clients, like individual PTs one-on-one. So he burnt the candle um, at both ends quite quickly. Um, and that's just because he was so good at what he did um, or does, does not did. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I guess um, he took a little bit of a break we opened a place. It was again before and after work as a hobby kind of thing. Um, we ended up getting married uh, nearly four years ago, and we just said, "F this, we're just going to um, do it full time." So we both had like really, really huge, um, like we had um, like great jobs, paying jobs. Um, we took a huge financial hit and took the risk and opened. Um, Sherlock training system so uh it's coming up about yeah three and a half years I think now fantastic um our first facility that we've been doing it full time um and we can honestly say that we've never looked back it's just been developing and growing and transforming and evolving and the more we're learning like the more we can pass on to our team and our clients so it's so rewarding yeah absolutely and it really you know like you said Aaron was absolutely killing himself doing individual clients at that point in time. Exactly and right. So now, now you've got so much more freedom, right? Exactly right. Exactly right. And it's just, I guess, doing that, like even for myself, I was working full-time and then working before and after work to try and manage that. Like then you get neglected. So I guess this is where um, we can, now we're helping with the coaching side as well is how to kind of bring putting yourself first and then how you can like the ripple effect that that has on business and lifestyle and how to manage all three worlds. Yeah. So important because it's, it's not just, you know, you, if you're just successful in one, you're going to be pretty miserable because the other two have dropped right off and you, you it really is a balancing act, the whole thing. Exactly right. And it's from experience from both of us. So that's why we're so passionate now about helping other people, um, make sure that they have that blend of all three because we know that if you do have you know your one at a, like you know higher than the other or like you know business is like taking over your life and the other two areas are going to be um severely affected yeah so i mean obviously this is a a mental health podcast it's millennial mind space so tell us a little bit more about how you work with your clients in terms of their headspace. So obviously they get world-class physical training and, and nutritional advice through Shedlock training systems. Um, mm -hmm. How do you work with your clients and customer base on mindset and staying motivated and, and positive because you know, the, the hardcore diets and the hardcore training for most of society is not, not a sustainable way to live. So how do you work with them to keep them in a positive mindset, to stay healthy in all areas of their life? Um, so I guess uh, initially like goal setting, like I think that's uh, the way people do goal sets. Like someone comes to you, I want to lose 15 kilos. 
why do they actually want to lose the 15 kilos? If you can go deeper into seeing why that person actually wants to lose the 15 kilos, you're going to be able to attach uh, all the goal, um, like the motivation behind achieving that goal is going to be a lot stronger if you actually know why or how they're going to feel when they lose that 15 kilos, if that makes sense. So example, if a mum comes to us, I want to lose um, 15 kilos, but why do you want to lose 15 kilos? If you can work out how to go deeper and dive into how they're going to feel when they lose the 15 kilos. So, you know, it might be, I want to be more confident. I want to be able to look in the mirror and actually be happy with what I see. Um, I want to keep up with the kids. Um, so that would be the initial kind of how we kind of um, work with the client, but then the accountability. So every person in our gym has some kind of accountability. They check in with a coach. We see how they're going. Um, you know, is there any obstacles or challenges in the way? Um, it's not just come to the gym and hope that you get a result. Like we're there to support you with whatever is going on in your life at that time and and kind of guide you and help you where we can um like you know we're not psychologists but we're we have that accountability and all our coaches are trained in our methodologies that we can support the client um in all areas of their life because if one as we said before if one area is lacking then it's going to reflect on all other on the other areas mm, yeah absolutely so it's it's really important for you guys, and I guess this is sort of unprecedented in the in the fitness industry, but that level of involvement from the coaching from the coaching team is is next level. It's really you you present yourself as the Shedlock training system as something that they can really rely on to help them be in a better space. Yeah, and um, I guess most people join a gym and it's like okay, so like hope for the best kind of thing no check-ins nothing like that we make sure that all our clients get some kind of accountability on their journey to make sure that they're tracking in the right direction yeah yeah that's awesome it's so much more than just a it's a so much more than just a place to train it's some way that you can be held accountable to reaching your goals yeah and even just like an example last year COVID um, we couldn't obviously open the gym for nine months so we went online we held um, we went more deeper into the mindset side like um, so zoom meetings like weekly um, just to make sure that people were feeling the support because I think COVID made a lot of people feel you know alone and um obviously it's a new experience for everyone so um just being there to have coaching rooms that people can jump on and, and and speak about how they're feeling and know that they're not the only person that's going through what they're going through at that time and um little things like that that i think is neglected a lot in our industry yeah yeah absolutely how good so you know and, and i guess one of the biggest testaments to how much this sort of accountability and care is appreciated from your customer base is that while most gyms and most of the fitness industry really got hit hard by COVID, your customer base actually grew and got bigger because of how much you were affecting people's lives, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So that's, that's super impressive that you couldn't even open a gym, but you're still getting more customers. It really is a testament to 
how much you're able to really affect your your clients' lives. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I guess, what fills our cup up is being able to help people on that level. Yeah, big time. Okay, so, and now obviously you've got the, the wellness center and you also mentioned you've got a couple of retail brands that uh, that are also involved with that fitness industry. So tell us a little bit about that and how that also contributes to what you're doing with Shedlock Training Systems? Uh, so we have our protein, collagen and retail, uh, apparel, sorry. Um, it just ties in with what we're about as well. Like, um, you know, if you're feeling good internally um, and we can help you with like su- supplements to support that or feeling good wearing something nice, um, it just kind of ties in with what we preach with, with our Shedlock lifestyle um, and even other little things that are cut, like we're now developed in the gym, like, you know, meals that are ready to go and um, we've got something else coming out. It's all just goes with what we preach. Like, you know, we deal with a lot of time poor mums that put themselves last and their mental health goes out the window. So if we can have things that are like easy, accessible to them at the gym, then that will be one step that will help them in like their every week of planning or making sure that they're eating the right foods that are going to make them feel better. Um, So having that at the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Accessible to them. Yeah. Full on. And and this is, you know, um, for, for those of you that listened to our interview with Lauren Stevenson a little while ago, she spoke about how she started intuitive eating and really listening into her body and and fueling it with the right things and how much that improved her mental health and overall quality of life she just it just took her to a completely new level or because she was putting the right nutrients and the right supplements and the right stuff the right fuel into her body yeah exactly right and i think that's um that yeah i think that's just a lot of people just kind of neglect that nutrition side and keep filling with the I don't like to look at food as like that's one thing we don't like to look at food as health healthy and unhealthy but as fuel like if you're constantly eating like crap you're going to feel like crap but if 80% of that fuel is relatively good and 20% is crap you're still going to run efficiently Mm. um so it's just a matter of having that that's why the the blend like you know you still can have that shit food but if majority of the food that you are consuming is good then you know you're still gonna be better off but you you can't just go 100 percent. i'm gonna eat clean kind of thing because again like when we're working with mums if they put themselves first um to the certain point where it's starting affecting the people around them, then that kind of goes against what we want, if that makes sense. We're trying to make them have a blend where they can enjoy their lifestyle with their family, but they're just focusing on, you know, getting clean food. Um, so if you get what I'm saying, like it's it's a matter of having a being able to blend the healthy food or not the healthy food, I hate that word, but um, <laughs> the g- good food um, or the, the good fuel with the bad fuel at certain times. So there is a blend of, you know, being able to go out for dinner with your family and not yeah. being like, I can't have that. You're still enjoying those times. 
Yeah, it all comes back to that balance and keeping all pillars of your life full. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, you know, it's it's really exciting what you're doing, and I think it's really sort of revolutionising the the way that the fitness industry works. You know, for for a lot of people, and especially people that struggle with mental health it feels Mm -hmm. like it can be a really scary space to enter that, that fitness, that fitness space, because, you know, they, they're not sure if they'll be able to commit to training 17 times a week or if they can, you know, commit to eating clean hundred percent of the time. And it really is so much about, you know, your mind comes first and, and then the rest can follow. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, that's awesome. And look, I'm, I'm and, and us at the Millennial Mindspace movement, we're super excited about what you're doing and and that you're, you know, you're not separating fitness and mental health, that health is health, whether it's mental or physical health is just health. Exactly right. Exactly right. 100%. And everyone yeah. should be moving, like, even if it's not with us, like, you know, I just moving your body will make you feel better. Eating majority of good food will make you feel better but then surrounding yourself with people that are right for you as well I guess that's gonna that will make you feel 100% better too so um that's where I guess the direction that we're going in yeah a little bit of everything yeah awesome so look if you were to give the listeners one tip or one piece of advice or I, I guess the biggest learning for you through your entire journey from, you know, from starting high school to now, you know, what's, what's the biggest thing that you've learned or that, you know, perhaps you've struggled with and had to overcome through that whole period that you could advise someone else on? What's the number one thing? Oh, um, I feel like I have two, like one is like, you're not alone, but I feel like a lot of people use that. Like you're not alone. Like you have people that are in your core that want to support you and help you. Like that's my number one. But number two is move your body. Like um, it's so powerful. Even if it's just starting by walking, like it just, it, it is incredible what moving your body can do. And then if you get to the point where you can step inside a gym or, or find a, a trainer or, um, anything like like to be able to lift weights like there's nothing more powerful than um, like strength training um, so yeah I guess yeah I know that's not one but you're not alone is definitely like there's people there that 100% support you but move your body would be my second one yeah. um, so under under like valued I guess yeah 100% like like you were talking about earlier you know, things like medication are just band-aid solutions. They're only a very small part of being healthy. You know, exactly for, for, right. me, for me, staying healthy means a mixture of medication, regular therapy, staying active and, and, and eating healthy and good family time. You know, it's, it's a mix of everything. Exactly. And that's exactly that's right. the only way to, to be healthy is, is to live a healthy lifestyle across all facets. Yeah. And there's no going to be, there's not going to be one, one size fits all for what that looks like you have to find that out on your own like for me it is strength training but it's like you know I I know people that have gone to like um boxing or something like that but they feel good for doing that so um yeah find out what health kind of means to you and and 
go spend more time doing that stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Look, thanks so much for coming on the show, Sam. I really appreciate it. I was very excited for this one. Um, and I've had a blast. So thanks a lot. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. Now, um, one thing I like to do at the end of every episode, you might be aware if you've listened previously, is I like to do a fast five with every guest and just throw five random non-mental health related questions at you just to get the audience to know you a little bit better. Okay. Hit me. <laughs> so, uh, let's go your favorite place in the world to visit. Oh, uh, Bali. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Bali. You've been on a couple of trips there. Yeah, and we got married there, so there's ah, lots awesome. of good memories. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> definitely an attachment. Okay, um, favorite type of music? Uh, R and B. <laughs> yeah, do you have an artist? Um, not really, just old school R and B. Yeah, I'm yeah. like the the whitest black girl there is. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Okay, your favorite food? Um, brains. What was that, sorry? Strawberries. Oh, true. Yeah, weird. <laughs> right, that's good. That's good. Love strawberries. All right, awesome. So that's three. Let's go your favourite TV show slash movie. Um, oh, um, um, TV show. Oh. I've been watching, so that's probably what comes top of the mind. Queen of the South is really good. Ah, uh, you know, TV I've heard series. so much good stuff about that. I really feel like I should check it out. You definitely should. It's so good. <laughs> right, awesome. And my favourite question, the one we always finish on, is what's your happy place? Who are you with? What are you doing? What's it look like? Ooh. Um, I'm going to go with Bali again. Um, yep. With friends or family, either, either. Um, um sitting on the beach or by the pool yeah that would be that would be it anywhere in bali just makes me happy yeah no that's beautiful that's beautiful awesome look thanks again so much for coming on if uh if anyone wants to follow along with you and you guys what you're doing and, and how they can get in contact how should they follow up with that um, so Sammy Shedlock on Instagram or Facebook or Shedlock Training Systems um, for our gym. Um, you can go through either of those to contact us. Awesome. And what's your website that they can get on and, and have a look at what you guys are doing? Uh, ShedlockTrainingSystems.com.au Beautiful. Make sure you jump on and have a look, especially if you're in the area and you're looking for some accountability coaching and and health and fitness check it out make sure you get in touch because they are absolutely revolutionizing the wellness industry and and uh you won't find a better option anywhere so as usual if you want to follow along with anything we're doing at the millennial mindspace movement make sure you check out our website that is www.themillennialmindspace.com.au you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Millennial Mindspace Movement. We post all our updates there. So make sure you check it out. Give us a follow. We'd really appreciate it. And of course, super important, if anything in this episode has upset you or concerned you or raised any concerns for you or someone you know, make sure you give Lifeline a call. You can get them at 131114. There's always someone there you can talk to. You're not alone. As Sam said, you got this. Thanks for listening. See you on the next episode. 